MHSAA postseason play paused for three weeks. Just like that. Hi, I'm Beto Churko here with the latest edition of the DLSL Spotlight Podcast. And guys, when the news was announced on Sunday by the MHSAA, it was a devastating blow for the DLSL pilots, which just two days prior had beaten Port Huron for their 10th district championship in program history. But the halt in play was deemed necessary by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer due to the recent rise in COVID-19 cases throughout the state. So with all of that being said, I had the chance to speak with Pilots football headman Dan Roan to talk about this matter. His team having to halt postseason play all of a sudden now for the next three weeks because of this order handed down by the governor. And without further ado, here is my chat now with Pilots headman Dan Rome. Dan Rome with me now. Dan, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, how are you doing today? Doing well today. Now, I know the news for you and your team on Sunday when you found out you had to have a three-week layoff all of a sudden, midway through the postseason. You just won a district championship on Friday night against Port Huron. Then you find out the news at about 6 p.m. on Sunday evening specifically. Coach, when you found that out, what what did that do to you and your team, that news? You know, it stung a little bit, and, and it's tough. You know, to be honest with you, the November 15th has not never been one of my favorite days. I love deer hunting, uh, but it was I went to the cemetery and honored my mom. It was 32 years ago she passed away on Sunday. So the 15th is a day that's kind of always been highlighted on my calendar for a lot of reasons. Now it'll have another mark on it, um, considering what the, we had to do, but but that said, I, I was extremely excited about where this football team was going. And we had just you know, played three really good football games, offensively and defensively. I mean, we're averaging over 40 points a game right now in the playoffs. We're giving up less than a touchdown. And our kids are buying into all our philosophies. And, you know, we're getting better with our blocking schemes. Our communication's getting better. Our emphasis on, on detail. And, you know, we started to build our program. And, you know, I, when I met with you the very first time, we did a podcast way back in, I think, March, I told you, I said, I, I, my goal has always been and will always be to be the best football team we can be in November. And, and this year, more than ever, with, you know, our schedule, with COVID, with all the restrictions, we've spent so much time. I, I tell everybody, 25% of my job this year is figuring out COVID and regulations and restrictions. And it, it takes away from getting us our, our prepared. And, you know, other coaches didn't have some of these new challenges and programs, but we did and we got through them. And, you throw on top of that probably the toughest schedule in the state of Michigan as far as a high school football team. And here we are, you know, we're, we, we're in the fourth round of the playoffs and we're probably as healthy as anybody at this point. And our lower level kids are getting a lot of reps. So we're getting additional practice. We couldn't be more excited and we're going to stay focused. We're going to stay, stay, stay driven on what our goals are. And we've been talking all year long and our goal has been simple, control the controllables. We're going to control any situation we can control and make the best of it. So what did you tell your team, though, when you found out on Sunday? And I know there were some rumors maybe going around as well before that announcement officially was made by Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer and then the MHSAA officially making the mandate that, hey, there would be this delay, this halt, right, all of a sudden in postseason play. And you guys were so excited to get the chance to play against Warren Mott, right, for the regional final here coming up on uh, Friday. Not going to happen. And you had to tell your player, the players, the bad news. So how did that go for you, that message? And, and what was the message that you actually delivered 
to your players after that announcement was made? Well, we didn't want to jump to any conclusions and we didn't want to do too much. And yeah, the phone was blowing up and we did a coaches meeting immediately Sunday night. Um, and then we set up a meeting for our entire program. We had a meeting yesterday at four o'clock in the bleachers. We had administration there. We had counselors there with everybody. We wanted to make sure we covered every base and try to answer any question, any parent, any player, anybody had. And I didn't want to make any, any rash decisions. And so after we got off phone with the coaches, we set up the meeting. We met with our team yesterday and we said, you know what? We're going to stay extremely optimistic about an opportunity to play in three weeks. We're going to stay focused on what we can control. And I think it's important that we, we continue to move forward. Well, how do we do that now in this situation? So we created our own Google Classroom where our kids had to log in. We can check on our kids. We created assignments that include conditioning and weight training that they have to complete every day. Um, each of our position coaches have signed up times to meet with their kids. We've assigned video to our players. We've got every EDDs, which are everyday drills, just to keep our kids moving. Now, we know they've got to focus on their homework and stuff, and with daylight savings, things are difficult. But we put together a pretty detailed schedule for them, just like we would do if we were practicing. And to let them know, if they give us the call on December 6th that we can roll out the field on December 7th, we will be ready mentally and physically. So to be away, though, from your team now, you know, these players not to be with each other, with the coaches. How hard is that for you now specifically as a head coach of this program? With once again, you were talking about it. All the success you guys had garnered recently throughout the course of this postseason and you guys were clicking. The chemistry was completely there for the first time this year, perhaps, right? And yeah. now you can't be with each other all of a sudden. So how hard is that for you and you think for your players as well? It's hard. It's, it's extremely hard because the relationships and the connections were – they were going leaps and bounds. I mean, we, the Brett Stanley's and the Tyler Gearlings and the McCollum and the seniors and all the kids that, you know, you're building, we're building relationships. And, you know, one of the moms texted me last night at the meeting said, coach, I can't, we appreciate everything you've done. And this, we appreciate you meeting with us yesterday and giving us a detailed plan. And I said, listen, we're not done. And our, my relationship with your son is just starting, even though he's a senior and he's graduating. Well, he's, he's helping us build something special here. And she said, that means the world to us. We appreciate it. And, and I, I that's the hardest part, you know, the, the connection, the daily face-to-face, the walking out to the field and and Brett Stanley with a smile making you laugh and, and you know, and Tyler Gearing just going about his business and seeing those things. So that's why you coach football and that's why you build these relationships. So that part hurts, I'm going to be honest, and we're not going to we're not going to get that, but hopefully we'll be able to get back in two and a half, three weeks and then do that again for three more weeks. So I just got to say it here. Worst case scenario, the kids never get the chance to play again. You never get the chance to coach these seniors again, with that being said. What would that be like for you, Dan? I know it's it's horrible for me to even say this to you right now, right? Ruin your morning, ruin your day. But if that were to happen for you with this program, with these players, and especially the seniors, where you couldn't coach them ever again, what would that mean to you, you think? Well, I, I guess I haven't thought about it, to be honest with you. Um, initially, I just get a, a rock in my stomach. You know, I I'm a pretty emotional guy and I think it would, it would bother me. Like it, it would stink to not be able to, to, to be on the field one last day with, with those kids. It is, even though I've only coached most of these kids for nine months, the relationships and what we've gone through because of everything. Um, I think we built a really good bond. And I, I think, you know, it's been great for me to, you know, establish trust, trust with these kids and let them know that, you know, I, I, I build a program on love and, I love these kids and, and they know, I think they're starting to feel that, you know, I'm, I'm committed. I've, I'm in, I'm in this to win this, but I'm in this for them. And 
to make this the best it can be. Not only the best football program, but I want to use our football platform, our football as a platform to doing everything I can to help De La Salle be the best. And, and our football program is a tremendous platform for that. And I think you started to see what these seniors were doing. And I talked to them all the time. I said, you know, this has not been an easy year on anybody. 2020 has been, you know, devastating. And going back to 2019, there were some issues, but we're, what we're doing is taking us back and, and being the ability to put our school and the community on our backs. And we say that before we take the field and playoffs, play for the name on the front, but we're putting all our brothers on our back and we're going to take this to, we're going to take this thing back and, and be one of the best. So it would hurt. It, w- it would, it would be devastating, but I would find a way to make sure I stay connected with these kids and, and do whatever we can for them to achieve their goals. Dan, thanks for all the time. Stay safe, stay healthy, and also happy Thanksgiving to you and yours too. Thank you, Vito. I appreciate it. You've done a great job. I enjoy working with you and look forward to seeing you. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and I'll see you when we get back.